Hello, and welcome to the podcast. Jeremy Bolton, operatic baritone here, and today I'll be taking you through a deep dive of Francis Poulenc's song cycle entitled Calligram. You hear from Sydney pianist Sue Cho and I as we present our recording of the work. Throughout the cycle's performance, I'll be taking you through the inner workings of the songs and providing a translation. In 1952, four years after commencing work on his calligram, Francis Poulenc reflected on his setting of Guillaume Apollinaire's poetry. He noted, quote, The more I turn the pages of this volume, the more I feel that I shall no longer find what I need. Not that I like the poetry of Apollinaire any less. I have never liked it so much, but I feel I have exhausted all that is suitable for me. The texts of Calligram originate from a 1918 volume of Apollinaire's poetry entitled Calligrams, Poems of Peace and War, 1913-1916. Several poems in this volume are published as ideograms, including three of which Poulenc set in this cycle. You might be wondering... What does an ideogram or a calligram look like on the page? Well, all you have to do is imagine the words of the poetry smattered around in the shape of the subject of the poem. For example, Il Bleu, which is the fourth song in this cycle, the rain is in the shape of raindrops falling down. Of the poems selected by Poulenc, two set... Voyage and the aforementioned Il Bleu are of peace, while the others are of war. Although Apollinaire was a foreigner, he enlisted in the French army in 1914, and the poetry reflects his life as a soldier and his peculiar yet distinctive voice in depicting his experience of war. Apollinaire was also the individual that coined the term Orphism in 1912, an offshoot of the Cubism movement. It referred to the use of pure abstraction and bright colours. The sound world of these songs recall the artworks of Frantisek Kupka, Robert Delaunay and his wife Sonia Delaunay. These visual artists, just like Apollinaire, were using their individual artistic means to produce tributes to their loving partners. The first piece in the cycle is entitled L'Espionne, The Spy and it is considered by Pierre Bernac, Poulenc's collaborator and the artist for which this work was originally composed, to be a moment of, quote-unquote, refuge for Apollinaire during this time at the front. In the poem, it is likely that he is referring to his fiancée at the time, Madeleine Pagy, as a, quote-unquote, lovely fortress, un belle forteresse, that he was only able to hold in his arms for one hour of a single day, when he had leave from the front. The most lyrical of Poulenc's settings in this cycle, it is littered with specific dynamic markings, prompting a generous palette of colours from the performer. The translation of L'Espionne, the first piece in this cycle, The Spy. Pale spy of love, my memory scarcely to be trusted, having watched this beautiful fortress for but one hour, one day. You disguise yourself as you will, memory spy of the heart. You find no longer the exquisite trickery, and the heart alone is victorious. But do you see this memory, eyes blindfolded at the point of death? It affirms that it can be believed, 
my heart will conquer without a shot. Mutation, mutation marks a seismic shift in move from its predecessor. The poetry of Apollinaire conjures a patchwork of seemingly disconnected images from weeping women, marching soldiers, a lock gatekeeper fishing, shells exploding to the white chalk of the trenches of Champagne. Each image establishes a contrasting mood and dynamic, often suddenly and without preparation. The repeated e o ah motif suggests the various reactions to these images as they are considered. The poet is somewhat resolved at maintaining his love for his sweetheart, despite the chaos immediately surrounding him. The translation. Mutation. Mutation. A woman who wept. e o ah Soldiers who passed. e o ah a lock gatekeeper who was fishing, the trenches that grew white, shells that fart, matches that did not strike, and all has changed so much in me, all but my love. E oh, ah. <laughs> third piece in this cycle, Vers le Sud, Towards the South, is a quote-unquote 
Poem of Regret, according to Pierre Bernac, for happier days, based around his time in the south of France with his mistress, Louise de Coligny-Châtillon. The repeated references to the pomegranate tree, its flowers, and the text, Our hearts hang together on the same pomegranate tree, is littered with the symbolism of Greek mythology, where the pomegranate is often considered a symbol of sexual awakening. A perhaps cruel irony is achieved with a tonal mixture of minor to major chords that bookend this piece. The translation of Vers le Sud, Towards the South. Zenith. All these regrets, these limitless gardens where the toad modulates a tender cry of blue. The doe in bewildered silence passes quickly. A nightingale, anguished by love, sings on the rosebush of your body, from which I have gathered roses. Our hearts hang together on the same pomegranate tree, and the pomegranate flowers opened in our sight, falling one by one, have strewn our path. Il pleut, it rains, is printed in five almost vertical and parallel lines suggesting rain. Poulenc states, From the technical point of view, it is in the field of subtlety of pianistic writing that I was experimenting with here, attempting in Il pleut to achieve a kind of musical calligram. The piano part is incomparably more complex than the one for the voice, and right at the midpoint of the cycle, it is clear Poulenc attempts to reverse the roles of pianist and vocalist. Il pleut. It rains. It is raining women's voices as though they were dead even in memory. 
It is you also that is raining marvellous encounters of my life, oh, droplets. And these rearing clouds begin to neigh a whole universe of auricular cities. Listen if it is raining while regret and disdain are weeping an ancient music. Hear the bonds falling that hold you high and low. Il pleut, La Grâce Exilée, Exiled Grace, the fifth piece in this cycle, is poignant in its central metaphor, the colours of nations' flags taking the place of the exiled love and beauty of Apollinaire's lover, Marie Lorenzan, who left France for Spain at this time. Affectionately, Apollinaire likens Lorenzan to an infanta, I-N-F-A-N-T-A, a young Spanish princess. A charming and affectionate yet melancholic atmosphere is created in this most brief song. La grâce exilée, the exiled grace. Away go my rainbow, away charming colours. This exile for you is essential. Infanta of the changing scarves. And the rainbow is exiled, since she is exiled who gives it iridescence. But a flag is flying to take your place in the north wind. It must be said that, as we approach the sixth piece in this cycle, we're about to go for a very, very significant mood change. Aussi bien que le cigale, as well as the cicadas, is described by Poulenc as, quote, halfway between a chanson, ribald or folk, and a true mélodie. He is addressing his comrades, this drunken soldier in this poem, perhaps those of an artillery regiment at Montpellier, in a somewhat drunken, outrageous manner. He compares the men in this regiment to cicadas whose existence is to dig, piss, and drink. He jokes that the only task his comrades are capable of is the latter. A line that reads bizarrely, 
pisser utilement, to piss usefully, refers to how cicadas, quote, use excess fluids to help moisten and remold their tunnels and cells, and they might in some cases even use it to keep ants from attacking, likening the men, of course, in the trenches to mere insects in the mud. The final climax featuring a typical coda in Poulenc style sees a dramatic change to a slow tempo to convey the shining of the sun into the dark and damp trenches as the men, or cicadas, emerge into the light, heralding in a new day. Aussi bien que le cigale, as well as the cicadas. People of the South, people of the South, so you have not watched the cicadas since you cannot dig, since you cannot make light or see what you are lacking that you cannot see as well as the cicadas. But yet, you can drink like the cicadas, oh, people of the South people of the sun, people who should know how to dig and see as well, at least as well as the cicadas. What? You can drink and no longer know how to pee to some purpose like the cicadas. The day of glory will come when you know how to dig your way out into the sun, dig, see, drink, piss like the cicadas. People of the south, you must dig See, drink, piss as well as the cicadas, to they sing like they do. The adorable joy of the sun-filled peace. Voyage, journey, the final piece in this cycle, is referred to by Bernard as one of the two poems of peace, along with 
Il Pleure, the fourth piece. Poulenc writes fondly and extensively of this closing piece. He says, By the interjection of unexpected and sensitive modulations, voyage goes from emotion to silence, passing through melancholy and love. The end is for me the silence of a night in July when, on the terrace of my childhood home in Nogent, I heard in the distance the trains that were leaving on holiday, as I used to think then. Voyage, journey. Farewell, love cloud that flies and has not shed fertile rain. Take again the journey of Dante. Telegraph, bird who lets its wings fall everywhere. Where is this train going that dies away in the distance? In the vales and the lovely fresh woods of the tender summer so pale. The gentle night, moonlit and full of stars. It is your face that I no longer see. Thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. Sue and I really hope you've enjoyed this performance and this deep dive. 
We would like to thank John Spence for providing the introduction music. John Spence is an Australian composer who composes in residence at the Wollongong Conservatorium of Music. You're hearing Dark Fire for String Quartet, commissioned by Still City Strings in 2020. Thank you. <laughs>